we are in a series talking about discerning the times that we live in. There is a right and there is a wrong. And though there may be pulpits that will not tell you that, this one will. Because we need, the most important thing is where your soul is going to end up. My throat uh, feels clear and it never has my whole life. And I was an addict and an alcoholic and I was a chain smoker. I still vape and I can, I feel like I can breathe, like my throat is clear. I didn't realize it was clogged. And I felt a pop the first time that you prayed over me right there. And then it burned. I feel like it's better. My heart is healing. We seal what you just did healing, this transformation, this deliverance, we seal it by the blood of the Lamb right now. Praise God. Jody. how is your, your grandson? So Jax has had ear infections since he was a baby. Pastor Kathy prayed for him, and he was getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And we walked out to the car, and his ear popped. And he said, Grandma, I can hear out of my ear. So the Bible is the absolute authority, the absolute authority over our lives as followers of Christ. And this book, this book here, does not just merely contain the Word of God, but it is the Word of God. Say, this is the Word of God. It is my sword. This is my sword, and this is how I do battle, and this is how we are so victorious, because this sword is alive. It's the Word, and it is alive, and we do battle with the Word, which is why we're victorious. In Luke 17, 26, it says, As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the days of the Son of Man, as it was in the days of Noah. So it shall be in the days of the Son of Man. Church, we're called to live radical lives in Christ. Even in the days of Noah, which are the days we are in today. We are called to live radical lives. We're called to live holy lives. We are called to live empowered lives. We are called to live in God's truth, which does not change. I have begun a series, a Discerning the Times series. And this is our second message in this series. And I titled today, Don't Get Caught in the Swirl. Don't get caught in the swirl. There are too many churches getting caught in the swirl. Too many believers, Christians getting caught in the swirl, in this, in this vortex, if you will. You need to just say it over yourself right now. I will not be caught in the swirl. I will not be deceived because the spirit of living God lives on the inside of me. And I'm going to adhere to the word of God, which is my sword. It's important because I do want to take my time, like I said, during this series. Because in the day and the hour we live in, which I happen to believe is actually one of the best days, one of the best hours, one of the best times, God has called us for such a time as this. So it is a great time. It is a great hour to live. But that doesn't mean it's not wicked. That doesn't mean it's not dark out there. That doesn't mean that wickedness abounds. But the love of God is abounding even more in us. The grace of God is abounding even more in us. The power of God is also abounding. And everything that Christ died and rose again to, to give us is also abounding in us. Amen. So we believe the truth of God's word and not necessarily what we see and hear. God provided the ark in the midst of perversion, did he not? 
He provided the ark in the midst of provision. The provision was present in the midst of drowning. And I want you to get this in your spirit, man, that even in the midst of drowning, even in the midst of lost lives, there was an ark provided, provision was provided in the midst of chaos for those that trust God, for those that were of him. But God did say he was sorry that he created man. He, he said, he said, I'm sorry that I created man. For man corrupted their own ways. That's why he was sorry that he created man. But Noah's obedience moved not only the hand of God, but the heart of God. Noah's obedience moved the heart of God, moved the hand of God. Even when people are corrupting themselves in this generation, during this season, with your obedience, you move the heart of God and you move the hand of God to be like Noah, but in this generation, doing the will of God, knowing his voice and following it through, right? Amen? Is that who you have? Is it, are, you, are you committed to be one that will hear from the Spirit of God and do what He's calling you to do and not succumb to the fear all around you, not succumb to the, the chaos and the perversion all around you. Have you committed this part of yourself to the Lord and said, I'm going to trust you no matter what? Yes, I'm going to be committed no matter what. Amen. Very important. So I started talking about Issachar on Thursday, and Issachar was the ninth son of Jacob by Leah, his first wife. And I told you, and this is in First Chronicles, if you're wondering, First Chronicles 12, 32. I told you that the Bible says that he understood not only the times, but he had the knowledge of what to do for Israel, what Israel needed to do. So he understood the times, but he also, and this tribe, but they also knew what to do. Say, the wisdom of God. Not just the knowledge, but the wisdom of God. Understanding and knowledge of the times in what we live in is so important for every single one of us, not the news. If that's where you're getting your wisdom and your knowledge, you're looking in the wrong place. Not the news, not social media. That's not the new news, okay? Not what the prophets are saying. I talked all about this on, on our midweek service. That's not where you should be getting your news from. That's not where you should be getting what how do I discern the times that I'm living in? What's the next thing that's going to happen? Stop looking to prophets to get the answers. When Jesus, the prophet of all prophets, has already spoken in his word. Amen. No mixture. We get, and it's not to say we can't hear from a, a man or a woman that is truly a prophet. Make sure they truly are. But you need to make sure that they're aligned with the word of God and you need to make sure their life actually exemplifies the life of Christ and not just a title that's being misused and abused. But I'm not going to get into that because I already talked enough about that on the other day on our last teaching. So we need to gain a biblical understanding and a knowledge of the times that we're living in. And in order to do that, we need the fear of the Lord. Oh, let's not get all excited now. We need the fear of the Lord. I'm going to give you some scriptures about the fear of the Lord, and you can write them down. Proverbs 9:10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Say, it's the beginning. It means it's the principal part. It's the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. 
Wisdom. We need wisdom. And then it says, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So you don't have wisdom until you fear the Lord, church. You don't have wisdom, at least not biblical wisdom, wisdom that comes from above. I'm not talking about earthly wisdom. You don't actually have wisdom, wisdom from above, until you fear the Lord. Are we fearing God? Are we respecting and in awe of who he is and in his word and humble and asking him to teach us day by day, moment by moment? That's what we need. In the days we live in, if you are an individual that says, you know what, it may be dark out there, but I'll tell you the light of Christ in me is illuminating the darkness out there and the fear of the Lord that I walk in, that, that gives me wisdom and it gives me discernment and it gives me knowledge and I know exactly what I need to do, just like the tribe of Issachar. Is that not true? Mm -hmm. So that's why looking to godless men and women who tell you of what to come is, or what they think is to come, is foolishness. That's why the message, take heed to what you're listening to. Part one. Instruct a wise man, Proverbs 9, 9. Instruct a wise man and he will be wiser still. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing right here. Instruct a wise man and he will be wiser still. And teach a righteous man and he will increase in his learning. We all will increase in our learning. Amen? Hearing the word of God is making you wiser. I mean, just paraphrasing what I just read in that scripture. Hearing the word of God is making you wiser. Turn to your neighbor and say, the word of God, as I hear it, it's making me wiser. Turn to somebody else and say, as we hear the word of God, wisdom is increasing. Yeah, wisdom is increasing as we hear the word of God. And that's what, isn't that what we need? The wisdom from God? When I bring the word, or as you read the word, you're hearing the word, wisdom, uh, the wisdom of God is increasing in your life. Don't ever doubt that. Amen? Psalm 111 and in verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and all who follow his precepts gain rich understanding. So when you do the word of God, understanding comes. I'm going to read it again. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do. Good understanding. You will have good understanding when you do his commandments. When you do, that's why when you do the word of God, understanding comes. So the fear of the Lord brings wisdom. As you're doing the word of God, it's bringing that understanding. You have the answers. You're not left without answers. God has not left his church hopeless. It's just the church is not, not all the church. Those that are not listening are hopeless. Those that are not listening don't know what to do. Those that are not listening are walking in compromise. Those that aren't listening, listening to the voice of God, that is, listening to the voice of truth, right? Those are the ones that are wondering and compromising and just really there's so much craziness and it's a mockery before God. But if you heed the voice of God, if you listen to his voice, if you've already committed in your life to do his will, you will not be a mockery towards God and you will be able to discern the times. And just like that Issachar anointing, you will know exactly what you are to do, not just understanding of what's happening, but what to do. So in other words, God never leaves you hopeless. He never, he is a good God. He doesn't leave us hopeless. Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. 
And I'm quite sure you all know a few that despise wisdom. And they despise discipline. And if you bring up to them, you know, your belief in Christ and, and your walk and what you, know, what you firmly believe, they think you're a fool and they despise the wisdom that you're giving them. They think, and it, you know, we all know people like that, even some that will call themselves Christians, right? But the Bible says, regarding those, it says that the fools despise wisdom and discipline. So actually, the Bible's calling them a fool. Did, I, did we not just read that? Fools despise. They despise the very thing that we're called to seek God and have fear of God. And the fear of God's going to give us the wisdom and the, no, and the understanding and the knowledge. But fools despise it. Why did you think that that person that carried such an animosity towards the will of God in you was so against you? They weren't against you. They were against Christ in you. They were against what you stood for and what you do stand for. You speak up nowadays and you say to a couple that's sleeping together before marriage and you say, well, that's sin. And you get all kinds of responses and you get called all kinds of names. But the bottom line is this, it's sin. And because you're speaking godly wisdom, they think, well, they're despising you. But a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It's the fool that has said in their heart, there is no God. Even if they're not saying that with their, with their words, they're still saying it in their actions. And so this should not make anybody uncomfortable. And if it does, well, then you have to take that up with the Lord because I'm telling you, freedom is speaking truth. Freedom is setting captives free. Freedom, freedom of the word, freedom is, is when you speak God's truth. And if it hurts, that means you need to take it to the Lord and say, Jesus, search my heart. I want to walk wholeheartedly before you. We cannot compromise. We are in a, we are in a series talking about discerning the times that we live in. There is a right and there is a wrong. And though there may be pulpits that will not tell you that, this one will. Because we need, the most important thing is where your soul is going to end up. Some of you have, yeah, amen. And so some of us understand this full well. Because we have loved ones that are not walking with Christ, but they say that they are. There's a loved one, it doesn't have to be a child, it doesn't have to be a spouse, but there's somebody that they claim to walk with Christ, but they're 100% walking in the world. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. And if you love me, you're gonna actually not just obey his commandments, but the light of Christ is gonna be on the inside of you, not darkness, you're gonna walk in the light, right? So you make them uncomfortable. You, you just need to know it's the Spirit of God in you that's making them uncomfortable. But we don't change until there's conviction. And He does convict us, the Spirit of God. He brings that, that beautiful conviction. Well, the enemy wants to bring condemnation. You think you're no good, you're terrible, you're, you just you stay in this place of being beat up, but that's the enemy. But the conviction, well, that comes from God. Well, in the days we live in, You've got to be worth your salt. You've got to be able to know the truth and speak up for the truth. And you've got to realize that if that individual that's come into your life 
That may be the only time you see them. And that might be the only opportunity that you may have to speak truth to that individual. Of course you speak it in love, but you need to speak truth. We need to know what the truth is. We need to, we need to tell them, you know, that lifestyle that you're living in is not of God. And it's going to bring death and destruction and misery. Can I introduce you to Jesus? Because he loves you so much. Like, God is not against them in the way of rejecting. Like, uh, you know, God loves the individual but just hates the sin, right? So we need to make sure that we have that mindset. We have to see people as people going somewhere. They're either on their way to heaven or they're on their way to hell. But God is saying, I want you to have eyes to see in these hours that we're living in, right? We don't know, you know, how many days, how many hours, because the Bible says that it's not for us to know that, you know, when Jesus is returning. Not even the angels. Only God the Father. But he is returning. We know he's returning, and we're not going to know the day or the hour, but we discern the seasons. And we do know that as things are difficult and dark, guys, God has given you a voice to say the truth. You know, there was a day that you, re you received the Lord. There was a day that you changed from how you're walking and to how you are today, right? There was a day that you realized, wow, your eyes were opened. Wow, is that what I was doing? Is that, I didn't know, I didn't, and, and your heart changed. So instead of being afraid of speaking truth because it's not gonna be received or so you think it won't, Look at it and remember when you too were walking in darkness, but someone cared enough to speak truth to you. Someone cared enough to not be so uncomfortable and, and afraid of offending you because they were more concerned with your future destiny and where you were going to end up, right? So, so this is, we, we need to have this, this understanding that God, he wants us to have this urgency in our heart. So Psalms 14, I spoke it, but I want you to see the whole scripture. Psalm 14, 1 and 2. It says, the fool says in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt. Their acts are vile. There was no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if any understand, if anyone, if any seeks God. So the devil has deceived many into thinking that there is no God or that there will not be any consequences for their actions, but that's deception. Is that not true? That is deception, yeah. So, but we are living in a time where, you know what? Although they try to mock God, truth is coming forth. And, and, and the body of Christ, I, there is, there's, a, there's an increase. There's an increase of uh, fervent, fiery believers that are done with a compromised walk or, or feeling that they need to be silent. No. There's a boldness that is increasing. Praise God. That's what needs to happen. There's a boldness that is increasing. And they're realizing that this, for such a time as this, I have been called. You have been called for such a time as this. Amen? Amen. Did you know what the name Issachar means? It means there is a, a recompense. It means a reward. It means that there is restitution. That means there's payback. That means Jesus will bring a reward. He is bringing the reward for that which was working against you. So that's encouraging. That's We should hang on to that. Amen? 1 Timothy chapter 4 and in verse 1 and 2. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. The Spirit of the Lord saying... That in the latter times, we're in the latter times, 
Some will depart, means if you're departing, it means you have to leave. It means you were in something at first, at one point in time, but you have left it. From the faith, some will leave the faith, church, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. What's a doctrine of demons? It's teachings that come straight from the devil himself. Teachings that come from demons. Some will fall away. This is what the word of the Lord says. Some will fall away. You know, false, false teachers, false, people that are teaching that shouldn't be teaching, that do not have the spirit of God and instead have all other kinds of agendas. But the Bible says speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Wow. Pretty serious, isn't it? Second Timothy and chapter three. Start with verse one. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. So you shouldn't be shocked and you should actually walk in joy because you know God's already laid this out. He's already said what's going to happen and there's nothing new under the sun. So you shouldn't be shocked or fearful or worried. Listen, this has already been, God has already spoken to us as to what's going to happen. He says perilous times will come. That means dangerous times. That means grievous times. That means savage type of times. In other words, horrible. Those times will come. Well, they're here. A lot of them are here. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. From such people, turn away. From such people, avoid. Avoid these people. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't hear. Maybe you haven't read this passage in a while. Or maybe you just haven't had anybody, you know, preach it. And then you've listened to someone preaching this. But I'm telling you right now, that's a strong list right there. And it says having a, a form of godliness but denying its power. That's why I said, take heed to what you're hearing. And as I've told you many times before, you don't just wake up one morning and say, wow, I'm in this horrible sin. How did this happen? Right? It's one decision after the next decision. Bad decision after the next bad decision. And then there you go. But God has set safeguards in our lives. That as we walk with the Lord, we walk in wisdom. And as we walk in wisdom, if there's something that's going on in your life and you have a check about it, you need to heed the Spirit of God in you. God is warning you. God gives us warnings. He gives us, he tells us where those red flags are. Don't just bypass them. When you bypass a red flag, you're literally turning your back on the voice of God. You start to not hear him as clearly because you literally walked past it. Is this making sense? In the times we live in, there's going to be deception. But you're not going to be deceived if you're heeding the word of God, the voice of God. This message should not cause fear. It should actually raise up a standard and you should all be saying praise God I have not been left without hope praise God that God is with me he's not against me and he's given me his whole word not just the Bible but the Bible is the word of God the living word of God and he's constantly teaching me as long as I have ears to hear and I think we have ears to hear I think that we have ears to hear I believe that we are hungry for the truth and I believe that we're not afraid of the truth 
Some people are afraid of the truth. Oh, what am I going to not be able to do now? Oh, why is she, this is, you know, what do I not, what can I not do now? Stop, that's a wrong mentality. God's saying, when you come to me, deny yourself. Pick up your cross, follow me, deny yourself. And when you deny yourself, God says, now here's the kingdom. Enter into the kingdom. Look, I've given you all these things, and I've given them to you for now. Not for one day when you die and go to heaven, but right here, right now. Every good and perfect gift. It's coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. So that's, so I want to make sure we're all on the same page, and we all have the right understanding. Amen? Look at verse 6 and 7. For the sword of these are, are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sin, led astray by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That will not be you. Always learning, always, you know, people that they pride themselves on, on uh, education and learning, we're not against that, but, but if that's your focus only, always learning, but never actually coming into the knowledge of the truth, your focus is wrong. Let me tell you, God wants to, He wants to do more for you than you even understand. Because His love is beyond our, truly, it's beyond our understanding. It's so, so, so much bigger than what we can even, even just internalize. It's incredible. We're talking about the creator, church. We're talking about the creator. That And his love for you is incredible. So he wants to do amazing things, great, beautiful things in your life, just his own love. But to receive that, we need to not be those that are always just trying to learn, but never actually coming into the knowledge of the truth. Well, it, it starts by, Lord, okay, I see what you're saying in your word. What I understand, those times will come. There's going to be those that are going to be walking in ways that are not of you. And there's going to be a lot of deception. We get that. So, Lord, how do I safeguard myself? Well, number one, if you're asking that question, you're already in the right frame of mind and you're already on the right track. You know, there's people that will say, well, how do I know? How do I know how I'm safe? I just, I constantly ask the Lord constantly. Well, just the fact that you're, Right there, you're telling me your spirit is so sensitive to walk in truth. Okay, that means you have a teachable spirit. And that's a good thing, right? A teachable spirit. So, wow, this is, this is incredible. Like, to me, being able to just speak this message and know that God's word is going forth and God's word is strengthening all of you increasing the wisdom that you all are having and hearing and receiving right now so that when you go out you're going to impact a world that's dying a world that's walking in darkness but god is equipping you the truth has to be spoken and and sometimes it's hard to hear oh it's sometimes very hard to hear but it has to be spoken in order for you to see where the bar is so that you can walk in a higher calling. So we don't water down the word here just so that you can feel comfortable. Because then, I know they're laughing because they're like, yeah, she never does that. But seriously, I would be, I would be in sin and I would have to be, I would be accountable before the Lord. And so the, the bar is high. God set that bar. 
And he says, I, I want you to walk higher. I want you to come up higher. I want you to understand everything that I've done for you. And now as you do this, now I want you to go out and I want you to give this incredible, beautiful message to those that are dying, those that don't understand.